This is head coach of the Tampa Bay Vipers, Mark Tressman, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is for the love of football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. The XFL should do this. The XFL should do that. Everyone has an opinion on how the new XFL owners should roll the league back out to the football-loving public. Today, we dive into just some of the issues that come with rebuilding the XFL. This is episode 132. We're searching for greener pastures. Bryant, Vince, three of us back together. Vince, welcome back. It is debate week. I hope you're both ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk some good XFL stuff. (laughs) Good Good XFL things. Vince and I have been friends for a good amount of time now. I'm sorry to see that friendship end probably at the end of this heated debate that we're going to have at the end of the show. Yes, because with the the opinions everyone has on what the XFL should do now that they have new owners that become official as of this live on tape recording of the podcast on August 21st, that's tomorrow, uh, the, the opinions really get you thinking about well maybe they should relocate maybe they should move some teams maybe they should change some of the team names some of the branding do this do that like i said and that's what we're going to talk about at the end of the show we're going to talk about the xfl teams the eight teams from 2020 what happens with them under new ownership if anything that is all coming up plus the latest news you need to know as an xfl fan 724-565 for XFL is the XFL fan line. We've got a call that someone left a voicemail this week that we really like. We're going to play that for you. Don't forget, you can also text that number if you don't want to leave a voice message. You could text 724-565-4XFL anytime if you want to ask us a question, leave a comment, do it right there. Or, of course, if you're into social media, if that's your kind of thing, at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're everywhere. And... This week, we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com if you'd like to start your own podcast today. Dinking and dunking around XFL social... Oh, Vince, just let me say, when you do call or or text the the XFL fan line, standard text messages messaging rates do apply. I guess I have to say that, Vince. Good catch. Yeah, yeah, we just want to make sure everything's on the up and up here. Absolutely. So when you call it, you can leave a message or send a standard rate text message. Call it, though. We love hearing your voice like we got this one this week from Jack. Oh, yes. Hello, my name is Jack Stevens. Uh, I am a big XFL fan and a fan of the show. Uh, I was just wondering... uh, under the new ownership of the rock you know what what do you think will be the same and what will not be the same will be different and what what are your thoughts on the rock like owning the league thank you 
Bryant, you want to take Jack's questions first? Oh, man. I, I think that that's such a thank you for the voicemail, by the way, there, Jack. Uh, I think that's such an open ended question in terms of like what you want to see versus what you think he'll change to. I mean, like I said, I, I think f- during our AMA a couple weeks ago, Alan on Reddit, we were asked kind of the same question. And I basically said, you know, there was nothing that I saw that I'd want to have go away. Right. Same. Same. Yeah. And in terms of adding stuff, I mean, you could add, a, I guess you could add some more things, maybe even more players, mic'd, things like that. But reality, I, I enjoyed it so much that I, why would you want to go in there? That's like buying in and out and then screwing up their hamburger. Like, why would you do that? Give it a while. <laughs> Let's see what you can do to make some money off of this thing. Uh, well, unless you're going to start making Tommy's burgers and just calling it in and out, maybe I, I would, I might let that pass too, but that's a whole nother debate. Uh, Jack, to answer your question from my end, I want to see the same rules applied to the new XFL that were in 2020. As far as The Rock is concerned, I'm ecstatic. I think it's amazing that you have literally the biggest star in the world with a well-funded crew uh, and and people with him, an amazing business person in in Danny Garcia. This is really exciting on that front. And then in terms of the changes, hopefully not much. And Vince, I don't see a lot of it changing because they're still using For the Love of Football, which is a wink and a nod, I think, to the 2020 season. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. You know, things will change. Things will be a little different. You know, anytime there's new ownership for something, you know, something's going to change. Could be but relocated I, I, teams, Vince, which we'll talk about. It, it, it could be. Uh, but but kind of like what you guys said is that, you know, this seemed to work, you know, decently well. Uh, there was a lot of stuff we liked. Uh, so I don't necessarily say think that there needs to be a major overhaul on things, but it, you know, there will be there will be a little tweaks there. And I think everybody's going to need to accept that and embrace it because, you know, you know, you got somebody like The Rock sitting back, you know, watching this, and maybe he's got some ideas to make it better. And I think that should be embraced. That will definitely be the uh, one of the top things to watch is how they tweak it and what they do to put their own stamp on it. Because we're going to see does The Rock, Danny Garcia, Redbird Capital, they do what kind of identity that they associate with themselves do they want applied to the new XFL? If anything, that isn't. If it's something that's not already there, that's going to be very fascinating to watch. Thanks for the call. The XFL fan line Jack called. You could call as well anytime. Toll free to call 724-565-4XFL or standard text messaging rates apply. All right. How about this little bit of uh, this isn't news. I don't even know if this is legit. I saw a few articles, Bryant, about odds makers having odds on whether or not the XFL plays in the year 2021 or 2022 or 2023 it's i'm not a member for my bookie so i didn't i couldn't have access to look at the odds they're apparently attributing these to my bookie a famous book online but we've got them in front of us here vince you you could speak to them better because you are you're you're more you got your finger on vegas always but apparently the odds for a 2021 kickoff according to odds makers is a yes is plus 300, and a no kickoff is minus 500. So translate for everyone out there, Vince. So so that means that you know, odds are the favorite thing to happen is that there will not be a season in 2021, and it is an underdog uh, unlikely to happen that it will happen in 2021. And, and to you know, 
decipher those numbers there that Alan read to you is if you would bet $100 uh, on the season that there would be, yes, that there would be in 2021, you would get your $100 back plus 300 And if you would say that there is not going to be a season in 2021, you would bet $500. And if you won, you would get your $500 back plus $100. And then, so you take that and you go to 2022 and the odds get better for a kickoff with plus 155, still an underdog, and no is minus 220, and then you go to 2023, which would probably have to be a second season, Bryant. It's back to the same odds. It's 2021 plus 300 minus 500. What do you take from this, if it's legit at all? I, I didn't see any – I didn't go on any reputable sports books and see that anywhere. I don't know where you'd see a prop bet yeah, like that, but what do you think and of to that? Be honest, to be honest, I don't even know if this is something that would be offered in Nevada – in they I'm not sure where I I always thought that my bookie was a an offshore gimmick now uh, you know we we'd have to double check that um but I, I'd be surprised that this is something that the Nevada gaming control board would even uh entertain something like this but uh it kind of echoes what we've talked about uh you know that you know getting a season in 2021 which would be only you know you know 6 months away or so uh doable but not uh you know not out of the realm of possibilities but you know if they had a whole year to prepare uh to get through some of these unprecedented times you know if there was a, a likely landing spot it would probably be 2022 what do you think of all that Bryant Fooey? I mean, the, the odds are just interesting to me, but either way, I think we talked about it last week where uh, 2022, I think, was the odds on favorite. If I were to put like each one of these years in their own bucket, in the same bucket, excuse me, I think 2022 is the favorite uh, followed by sometime in 2021. I don't know if it's the spring or the summer or something like that. Uh, 2023, I would think they're not going to wait that long to try and get this thing off the ground unless uh, uh, COVID is still around. Uh, you know, bringing everything down. So I think 2022 is your odds on favorite. And I think most people are kind of starting to realize that that's probably the most likely possibility. And also we love that runway. I would not be upset about that. All right, Brent, what about this other little bit of news? Uh, Kurt Hunziker last week, we talked about his eyeball emoji, the St. Louis Battlehawks president president tweeting out eyeball emojis. That means big things, but no big things happen in the week since. But I guess maybe tomorrow or the next day or the following day the eyeball emojis when do they expire when do you have to deliver on the eyeball emoji uh, is there an expiration i mean ideally you don't do that because when you when you put out the eyeball emoji you want people you want eyes on you right <laughs> i love how we're still talking about this two weeks in a row this is how best long thing. yeah right how long are eyeballs allowed to be on you without I, it getting weird I've I've seen eyeball emojis for something that didn't happen for another, you know, ten months. So, I, I it could be for a long time. We did eyeball emojis and then we tweeted like an hour and a half later. Like I think that, yeah, that that that, that would not be. I think I think you know I don't know this uh, Mr. Huntzerker very well, but you know maybe he's a fan of the slow burn, long term booking. Well, I still think he was early in the morning. He was waking up. He was he was just letting everybody know that his eyes are open now because he woke up in the morning. I think that's what it is. That could be true too. All all I know is is that it's uh 
it's officially official, right, on the 21st of August that the new owners, Danny Garcia and company, get the keys. Correct, Bryant? Uh, the, the bankruptcy court and all that, that goes through officially August 21st, or they're completely out of going to court or doing anything. It is now theirs to make moves with. Yeah, so a peek behind the curtain. We're recording here on a Thursday, uh, the 20th. Uh, the show comes out the 21st of the morning, and that day, or the day you're listening to this, uh, the keys are supposed to be handed over. Now, what that means, and are there anything big? Is anything big going to happen? I doubt it. I mean, we'll be here if there is, but yeah, that's the official day of the uh, the like the keys being handed over. I guess yep. close of escrow, as you could say, as you put it in house terms. Yes, and we're we're on our toes, and you know we're we've got the new schedule coming out. We're going to do Friday releases. Given a lot, a lot of time for news to come out, but if something comes out on a Friday like that's big tomorrow with this happening, hey, we'll we'll throw the microphones on, we'll make them hot, and we'll put something out for you. So keep those eyeballs peeled, and let's take it now to this week's cover two. I think we're just scratching the surface of what we're capable of. All right, part one of the cover two, very depressing for me, Vince. The CFL canceled their 2020 season. Please explain to everyone how heartbroken I am over this. You don't know a bigger CFL fan than me. I, I do not, Alan. You are a huge, you know, football fan, and and you know, you just want more football. And and this was more football. The the CFL, Canadian Football League, um, and that that's it, it's a little disappointing. I, I you know, it's you know, sports all over the country are, are you know are suffering, and you know these these uh, you know maybe not as well-established leagues uh, or, or as well-off leagues, I should say. The, the yes. CFL is very established. <laughs> yeah, 100, uh, 100 years it's straight, over 100 <laughs> years straight, the Great Cup has been battled for. And now that streak yeah. is over because the season is canceled. It, it is very upsetting. But it all fell through this week. A $30 million uh, request from the CFL to the Canadian government was denied. They wanted an interest-free loan and – the government just would not fulfill the terms that the CFL was asking for. According to TSN's Dave Naylor, a source within the Canadian government said as much that it had to be denied. The first attempt to work with the government the CFL made, they asked for a lot more money, but then there was an interest rate attached to it. Those negotiations fell through. And then we came to this week. Also, on top of that, the CFL as a league never reached an agreement with the CFL Players Association where they would have to amend their collective bargaining agreement that they just had uh, agreed to and ratified. They would have had to you know, make new language in there, the shortened season and health protocol agreements and all that. None of that even happened. So the whole thing falls through. The season's canceled. The good thing, though, I respect at least, you know, a lot of people criticize him, but Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner of the CFL, totally shouldering the blame, taking responsibility, saying that the league last year lost around $20 million, and who the hell knows how much more they're going to lose this year. Much more, upwards of $80 million, they're saying. Uh, but the 2021 season now for the CFL or moving forward uh, – the, their future is up in the air. It's a league that is established, like you said, Vince, but they kind of play year by year. It's it's a league that does not make the kind of money the NFL makes, obviously, but it's been around forever. It, so this is this it, is crushing for a lot of people that I are mean, fans of that league. Well, yeah, put, putting on a, a professional sports league is very expensive. Uh, and it's, it's no. 
come on. What are you talking about, Vince? It's not that expensive. I guess money's all relative, you know, to, to, to somebody like me, it's a lot of money uh, to put on a, a professional sports league and, you know, to make money is even harder. And, uh, you know, hearing some of this stuff, I bet, you know, I'm not too surprised, um, got, you know, kind of surprised it's been around this long to begin with, but uh, it, it is, it is sad. It, it is sad. I, I don't like seeing uh you know, the, these these players that work very hard, you know, lose a job. Alan, do you know if it's 20 million Canadian or American? Because if it's Canadian, I might have it to let them borrow it. I will not sit. Have you checked you... the recent if you check the recent <laughs> currency exchange rates? I feel like uh, why did they go to like Scotiabank or somebody out there? Like there's banks out there, right? Why do they have to go to the government? Listen, I will not let you sit here and bash Canada, our gentle neighbor to the north. Get out of here. Look. And also, the dollar ain't too strong right now either, my friend. A lot of people That's are buying point. up gold yeah. right now. This is this is a different kind of time. Can but take Bitcoin? Uh, ooh, see, now that would have been a different strategy. But, I mean, I, I don't want to get into all that. What is relevant here, though, is that with the CFL's future up in the air and this happening, that is a huge wave of potential available talent for the xfl when and if it does decide to kick off and i mean that certainly sweetens the deal i think if you're trying to rush through to a 2021 season vince you see all these players out there it makes it doesn't that mean it's not more likely but maybe a little less strenuous in terms of acquiring talent for the league it's certainly, yeah, it's uh, it, I don't think it makes it any easier, but it's in terms of acquiring talent, like you said, in terms of, you know, gathering interest from players, uh, there certainly is is not going to be a shortage on on a pool uh, of guys available. Now, you know, whether, you know, all these we don't know what the, the situation is going to be uh, whenever this league starts up. But, you know, there, there shouldn't be a, a shortage of people to inquire about. And the thing is, I think that's the easy part is the player acquisition compared to if you say rush to a 2021 spring bubble type season that the important, the tough thing there is safety and uh, venue and protocols and structure and logistics. Those are the hurdles more so than players. But this makes, I mean, an even bigger pool of talent, unfortunately, for the CFL. Um, But speaking of. A bubble season, let's ask, can and should a bubble season be attempted sometime between now and next fall of 2021? We approached that a little bit last week, Brian. You said, who cares where it would be held? It doesn't even matter when we even dis- when we discussed it just a little bit. And our good friend Drew, Battlehawks fan Drew, who's been a, a special guest on this show before, Brian, at uh, Real Doozy on Twitter, gave us, I think, a really solid explanation for why St. Louis should host the bubble season if there is one. And he gave us a three-point plan or three-point reason uh, for why that should happen. You want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. I love three-point plans. You got you got to hear this. This is, I mean, Drew hooked you up with the spam sandwich, don't forget. So you got to respect his opinion. Peanut butter, spam, and, and, and it was, and fire jalapenos. Okay, here they are. One, he said, St. Louis would like the money downtown for the dome. Big plans to update the convention center soon. So they need it. Two, it's an available dome, so football could be played all year round whenever. It. What if the XFL wanted to go January 1st? Huge day without college bowl games. 
well said. St. Louis personally would love the Dome on display for primetime football when the NFL said it was causing the league financial harm. So in terms of who cares where it is, it, it could be a good thing for the city to house a whole league and also get the national attention is what he's saying there, Brian. Uh, I, I like the, you know, and I appreciate Drew. He's already, he's already become like a close friend. I feel like at this point, um, he, he brings up great points. I, I mentioned that a lot of the reasons why somebody would want their city to host is because of the money. Uh, if you want to display the city, the dome and all that, that's great. Um, I don't know. It, I mean, football is an all weather sport. So do you really need a dome? I don't know. It makes it nicer, makes more, makes more presentable. I'm sure. But a dome when you have no fans, I don't know how that's going to sound. I feel like it's going to sound very empty compared to like an open uh, space. I, I, I strongly disagree. Uh, if okay. you've if you've been watching any of these uh, sports, live sports in bubbles that have been happening, they've all been inside, and I don't think the acoustics have been you know altered one bit. I, I think it's been excellent presentation. Well, if you have the money to do the acoustics and if the XFL is willing to spend the money to make it sound great, then I think that's 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 fine. But does the XFL want to spend money? I, I think that it, it costs a lot of money to run a football league. I think we've already kind of established that uh, earlier on in this show. And, and the XFL to go into a bubble for any reason is going to it's gonna spend a lot of money, whether it travels or not, wow. whether it has fans or not. You know, the XFL... Uh, to, to, to present well, something that's going to look great on television is going to cost a pretty penny. Well, th- well, is that is that more cost effective than getting eight places that look great on television? Um, it, it to me, I I, I kind of I mean, you you could debate whether sports should be played, you know, right now or not. You know, there's there's a lot of debate over that stuff, and I'm uh, I'm not even quite sure where I land, but if if you were gonna play i i think this bubble would be excellent uh especially for a startup situation you got everybody housed in one area you only got one facility to really to worry about you know it, it it would be a perfect uh almost kind of like a test situation to see you know how this league looks and and, and you know how successful it could be i i think it would be a great starting point i really do I'm for it. I'm actually leaning towards more. I thought about it over the week. You know, last week I said I'm hoping for kind of like a toe dip of a season if they if they play in 2021. I said, you know, I'd like to see them. Well, I've said it half-ass it, but The Rock doesn't half-ass anything. But what I meant no, by no. that is, I, you know, like maybe like a, a tiny tournament. You don't even have to have all the teams. Just whatever is comfortable and, and e- easier to pull off that's able to be televised and is a football. And in a bubble situation, you could pull it off, Vince. So the way you said it, I, that would get me excited. Um, but what if you also are trying to put out all the brands, all the teams, and you want to get them exposure and get people excited for what would be a full season? Uh, you would want all those teams out there. So I'm, I'm teetering on that fence, too. And I'm also like, I don't know if sports should be played either. A, I'm not a doctor, and they probably have the best information on that. And, and B... Uh, you know, the logistics are so hard, but there are many hurdles. Let's focus on them one at a time. What do you say we focus on the teams of XFL 2020 going into the new era with new ownership and potentially a completely new look XFL? Raging debate on our private conversations. 
Bryant and Vince about this very topic that we're going to bring to the forefront live and in color for everybody in this week's Hot Read. Okay, so we chat back and forth about a lot of stuff XFL related amongst each other. One of the topics, the teams, the locations they play in, their identities, you know, the things people were so interested in prior to kickoff 2020. I mean, the most talked about thing was jerseys before kickoff. And now, are we rethinking those or the cities the teams were playing in? Vince, you have some opinions on those. I have some opinions on that question. Brian, you certainly have some. Let's rage a debate here. What do you do with the teams and the brands in the XFL? The eight teams, the eight cities. What do you do with them, Vince? Well, you know, assuming, you know, you know, that the league is going to be in in like a full normal operating situation, no no bubble or anything like that. Uh, I think you really got to take a look at these markets that they're in. And I think you got to switch some of them around because I think a lot of them, the local fans, uh, there weren't enough of them that cared. And it, a lot of it looked really bad and, and very minor league on television. What, what cities call them out, say their names. What what are you thinking? uh, uh, LA, New York, Tampa, um, you know, uh, Dallas, I believe, you know, these did not, did not look great. And there needs to be either a major venue change or just a market change there because it did not look good. And I don't think people in those markets cared at all. Okay. I, I have some words to say about that real quick, but I have a, I'll get to it, but I have a question for you, Vince. So you said this is if it's a normal season. What if it yeah. is a bubble situation? Now, if it's you, a, if would you leave the teams and call them, you know, the Dallas Renegades still? Would that get, maybe give the city a second chance to get familiar and excited about that team again? I, I'm. It's hard to say. I mean, you I, are you really that excited about a team that's you know playing in a bubble? From you know, maybe maybe you do do that as a test. To see if you know maybe see what local television ratings are in the, in those markets to see you know how much you know people really care uh, about the about the the team in those markets. I, I could see something like that, but you know if you're in a bubble situation, I don't think it really matters. You know if there there's a city attached uh, to those uh, particular teams. Okay, you spoke your mind on it. Now I have some things to say about it, but Bryant, you go first. What what? What's your retort to Vince, and what do you think about the teams, the cities they come from, the the logos, the brands in the XFL? I don't see how five weeks was enough to judge anything in terms of what cities you should or should not be in. I think that's um, an unfair uh, characterization of some of these cities, especially when it comes to Tampa, whose team was 0-3 when they had their first, or 0-2 excuse me, when they had their first home game. A one in four team was actually really good. You know, DC's attendance wasn't even really that high. I think Dallas beat out DC, but DC's you know fans were so enthusiastic that uh, smaller venue too, right? So much uh, much yeah. smaller the, than Globe Life. So I'm, do they pass the eyeball test? And I think going to LA games, you you saw the passion, you saw what 
what everybody um, was was excited for uh, for the Wildcats. I don't think you do anything. Why? What? Why is this needed? I mean, there are some markets that the AAF hit on that I think were really good. San Antonio, you know, um, Orlando. Those two markets I think were great. People are talking about going to San Diego or Oakland. Like, I don't remember the fleet doing really well in the AAF. Oakland, they don't really have football fans. They have Raider fans. Like, that's how Oakland operates, right? They're still going to be Oakland Raiders. I mean, Las Vegas Raider fans. So, do you, what? You're not going to find another Seattle. You're not going to find another St. Louis right now unless a team leaves. You know, if, like, the Buffalo Bills left, then maybe you consider Buffalo for obvious reasons, right? Things like that. I don't see why you would need to move. Why would you not want to be in L.A.? Like LA has five percent of LA is a lot bigger than five percent of most cities. Yeah, but there, in, but not many people showed up to the games. I mean, if there's that many the money, that's that's not the only place you make money. But, Eyeball well, merchandise, um, maybe well, maybe what, you what were the, the strategies that were taken to 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 get fans into that stadium. What were the merchandise sales? I mean, I, I mean, no. Yeah, I, I mean you're 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 hosting a, you're hosting you know pep rallies and you know if only ten people show up that tells me it's not that people aren't that interested in it. I I, I don't know. I would there's so much stuff going on in L.A. You know you're not going to compete, especially with the time of year you're playing. You're not going to compete compete with the Lakers. You're not going to compete with Dodgers opening day or the Clippers right now. For Christ's sake, how how good they're doing. You know it. I I, I just don't. Why would you? And I said this before. When as soon as they announced the markets, I said, "Why would you try to compete with with big time, you know, big time franchises and entities there?" You know, I love. You know, I understand what you're saying, St. Louis. You're not going to find a, a situation like that with a team, a, a city losing a football team uh, to the, from the NFL and then gaining one. Yeah, but there are cities out there that don't have football teams that I think. Would they don't have a for a reason, Vince, because they don't make money. Like, why wouldn't the NFL go to some of these cities that you're saying that would be so great for them to be in? Like, well, like the NFL, regardless of the stadium, would not leave Oakland if Oakland was this huge money pit. I, I don't know. There, there's there's a lot of issues with Oakland. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't put it. They want to make money. They do want to make money. I, well, we'll see if it pays off for them. I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't put a team in. Uh, if I were the NFL right now, or if I were the XFL, I would not put a team in Oakland. Uh, if I, if the Raiders could be there, that's different. But uh, I, I certainly wouldn't put an XFL team in Oakland. I don't think that makes any sense. Unless you can call them the Raiders. I mean, <laughs> then I'd be for it. The you XFL Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> All right, we've heard enough of you two bicker back and forth, though. Come on, what what about what about this? What about you assess and you also take into account that the venues, the agreements are pretty much gone. So you have to really take what you can get. I think with the new XFL relocation for some teams, you don't want to relocate might be necessary. I hope not. Personally, I wouldn't mind seeing. Don't get mad at me, Bryant. The L.A. Wildcats playing San Diego. Or I wouldn't mind seeing the Tampa Bay Vipers play in Orlando just because I think those cities are really craving football. Not that L.A. and Tampa Bay weren't enjoying it, but obviously lesser numbers 
attendance-wise and probably interest-wise ratings uh, in those towns. Relocation is tough, but I think it's inevitable. I think we're going to see, I'm going to call at least two teams relocate once we're fully up and running with a new XFL I'm, I would love to see all eight teams re- return. I don't think it's really going to happen, though, Brian. I don't see really, for at least the first season, I don't see anybody moving. Um, I, I just don't see why you'd want to leave L.A. if you don't have to. Again, this, these aren't eight separate entities. This is one league. So if the league can make money in these other cities and and, and kind of bear, like, like how do I put this? They, they can... They can hold off on losing the money in LA because they're making so much money elsewhere. That I think you stick with LA because you want that market. Um, and then the answer to your later question, Alan, about the bubble: if you're going to do a bubble season, you have to keep the eight identities. You don't want this to be just like an XFL Team One, XFL Team Two. What about like, Team Nine? Identity. <laughs> so that way when, when they disperse, they actually have somewhere to go. Yeah, or or the Brahma Bulls, or, the, or everybody's having fun naming teams after The Rock or his movies or his catchphrases. Uh, Pro Football Talk, I know you'll hate this, Bryant. They suggested putting players all from the same school on teams in the XFL since a lot of them aren't going to get to play college ball this year. Uh, just calling them the, the Clemson, the, the, the off-brand Clemson team, off-brand LSU team. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. I think... The brands got to stay all the names I have become accustomed to and I now love and they are dear to my heart. And I hope not, even with le- relocation, the nicknames stick because I dig them all. I dig the helmets, dig the jerseys. And uh, it's, I think, far off from happening, but definitely something people are discussing because they're so passionate about jerseys and helmets, Bryant. Yeah, that's that was the first, like, this is happening moment uh, yeah. 2019 when jerseys and names were, were announced. I remember the league kind of started taking shape at that point. Identities were, were, were made. Um, I don't know. I mean, there, there's so many that have so much that has to go into one season. Like you don't want the XFL. You don't want the rock in them to plan to have like a, a only one season, which is in a bubble. You want them to think long-term. So I think people need to take a step back a little bit and, and probably expect them to kick off in 2022. But, you know, who's to say that even though they get the keys tomorrow, that they haven't been doing work for two, three months, you know, trying to get this thing ready for what they want to do. So there's look out for kickoff week one first game between the San Diego Wildcats and the Orlando Vipers, Vince. Yeah, I could actually see that happening (laughs) somewhere down the line. Uh, We'll see. That, I think, is way off in terms of the towns. But. Anything could happen. It's 2020, and those eyeball emojis are out there. But we wanted to have that debate because it was fun to text back and forth between each other. And, of course, we know you all have opinions on it. So let us know about relocation, team names, if anything anything like that should change. At XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're there. And, of course, call that XFL fan line or text it, 724-565-4XFL. Anything left, Brian? Uh, standard messaging rates do apply. Yes. Damn it. Do I have to say that every show now? Got to write that into the rundown. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to be back next uh, Friday for you with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms. What are you saying? You're resting. That's my job. That, that's my job. 
whatever. I, Go ahead. I'm getting really used to doing it though. I love I love saying subscribe, like, leave a review. Okay, you could do it. See who does it better. Go. Uh, follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show. Uh, subscribe and listen to us every single Friday morning on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your preferred podcast app. Uh, also catch us on thisisthexflshow.com or youtube.com slash thisisthexflshow, the official YouTube page of the XFL. Oh, yeah, you are better than me because I didn't say the YouTube. YouTube, we're there. YouTube version of the show as well. Vince, you're off next week. We look forward to having you on again soon. Anything left to leave the people with? Uh, I, I just I just can't wait to see what's going to happen now that the, the keys are in the hand of the, of the owner. Yes, Danny Garcia and company got the keys as of this show coming out. So keep those eyes wide open and make sure you follow us on Twitter and follow this show because we're on this new road together, baby. For Vince, for Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.